Good evening everyone and welcome to the 11th episode of the More Talk About Football podcast for the first time in two weeks. How are you doing today, Dad? I'm doing good, Alfie. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, been a long two weeks, on it? Yeah. Waiting for this. Quite exciting to do a Derby County episode, which yep. might be controversial, it might go down well, but we thought it would be a bit self-indulgent, didn't we? Yeah. So hopefully, you're like, if you're a Derby fan, you'll love it. And if you're not a Derby fan, you won't hate it. That's all we can hate for, but isn't it? Yeah, fingers crossed. Right. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious what the team's going to be, but what kit are you wearing today? I've got a Derby County goalkeeper shirt. Uh, 2016-17 would have been Scott Carson. Yeah. Randomly, I've got a goalkeeper shirt. I know not everyone really buys goalkeeper shirts, but I do remember they were selling them off quite cheap at the time, so I picked, picked myself one up. Um, yeah. hey, if you can get them cheap, why not? Yeah. Why not? And you? Uh, I'm wearing Derby's 2020-21 away kit. It's like dark blue. It's quite comfortable. Yeah, one of my favourite of the recent times, that is. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's a really pretty, nice colour. Yeah. The, the problem with this kit is this is probably the sort of kit around the time when it started just like going downhill. Yeah, yeah you probably... <laughs> Think about a few bad bad memories from that sort of era. Yeah, yeah I also think they this, look good. The, yeah, the kits were nice. Just yeah. uh, what was what else? Everything else was going on. wasn't quite yeah. so nice. Well, we're hope, fingers crossed. We're out of it now. Yeah. So you know. All right, let's move on. So it's been a bit of a while since we've done a bit of football kit yeekery. Yeah. And a, a list, but we're now going to bring bring it back for this episode, and we're going to do our top five Derby County kits of all time. Yep. Yeah. So why don't you go first, Alfie? What's your number five? My number five is going to be the 1992-93 away kit. Now this is um, yellow, which as if you've been listening for a while, you'll know that I believe that every Derby away kit should be yellow yep. because it just looks amazing. It's got like auto windscreens, which probably, probably down with like EDS and Puma. It's probably our most iconic sponsor. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Blue and like, blue and red details on the sleeves. It's just it's really bloody nice kit. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Uh, mine is the nineteen ninety five to ninety seven home kit. Yeah. Puma started making Derby kits around there, and every single Puma kit was really really good. Yeah. Obviously, this reminds you of promotion. Yeah. And some of the players that wore it. Stimac, Vandalan, etc., etc. Really smart kit. Mm. Happy memories. Yeah. And what you'll find as well is back in the day, you had kits for longer than one season. So, mm. you, you know, like I say, you had about two or three years for a, for a kit. But that was a very nice kit. Yeah. I think a few teams have started doing that now, though, like having kits more than one season. Brentford but, are doing that, don't they? Yeah. They do like just change the home kit every other year, which I yeah. think is. Quite a good idea, really. It probably also helps if the kit's quite nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, number four for me is going to be a bit of a wild card. It's going to be a Derby's 2016-17 away kit. Now, this is probably, if you looked at it, probably you'd think, like, oh, there's so many better kits than that. It's probably not the most aesthetically pleasing, but this was actually the kit that I remember from, like, the first season when I started going to football. Yeah. Like this was probably the season where I really started getting into like Derby. Yeah. And I remember being bought it for my birthday, Alfie number nine on the back. Yes. And it yeah. just like Yeah. I just loved it. I think we all, all ended up having that. Yeah. Didn't we? I've got I've got that kit and I think yeah. there's a couple of young younger ones as well that I'll be in Archie wear now as well. I've gone for number four, I've gone to nineteen eighty seven to eighty nine third kit it was yellow I know you like a, a yellow away kit as a third kit and again at the time you never really had many third kits and I don't think it got worn that often but it was a really smart yellow with a nice colour yep yeah you, got, you can't beat a nice colour no, if you could get hold of one of them that would be, be you know a bit of a pinnacle shirt to own, own that would yeah definitely it's a bit, thing of beauty mm-hmm. Uh, number three for me is going to be the 1994-95 third kit, which is the uh, sky blue kit. Again, yes. auto windscreens. Yeah. 
that nearly it, made my that nearly made my list actually. It's a very nice kit. I think yeah. my uncle's got it, and it. it's just like it's really nice. Yeah, do you like that one? Yeah. And I've gone for number three, the next Puma kit, when we really were up in the Premier League at Pride Park. We had a Puma kit with black collar, and that was a really iconic kit. Yeah. yeah. I, I can see now I'm picturing Ivano, I'm picturing Biano. You know, really good times yeah. and a good kit. I think it helps when you've got good memories in a kit. Yeah. Like yeah. if you asked me about like the kit from the Lampard season, which was probably my favourite season, I'd say like, oh, I loved all of yeah. them. Yeah. If you ask me about like, if you ask you about a kit from like the two thousand and seven or eight yeah. season, I can't even bring it. I can't even bring it to mind. No. No. Yeah. yeah. So good memories help yeah. make yeah. good kits. Yeah. I think. I've tried to forget as much as I can about that season. Yeah. And the kit especially. I don't blame you. Uh, number two for me is going to be the 1996-97 away kit. Now, this is the maroon kit. Yeah. Um, centralised badge, which is always quite nice. Yeah. Puma. Again, really iconic sponsor. Very smart sponsor. Um, now, I seem to remember a few months back, I had a look on classic football shirts for like, some Derby kits. I saw this one and I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. Look down at price tag and it was about £250. Yeah, I imagine it would cost so, you to get one now. Yeah. I know they do bring out a few remakes, don't they? Yeah. It would be nice to, if that was one they, they looked to remake. Yeah, definitely. What's your number two? My number two is 87 to 89. Sky Blue Away Kit. The one with the checkers. Yeah, yeah checkers on it. Like, yeah. White collar. Yeah. Really smart. Saunas and Goddard. Again, a really good, really good team at that time. Good seasons, fifth yeah. in the first division. Definitely. And I think some of my favourite memories of obviously wearing that that, that kit. Yeah, the iconic that yeah. kit, definitely. Um, number one for me is going to probably be. I think it will probably be number one for a lot of Derby fans. Yeah. It's the nineteen ninety seven ninety eight home kit. Now this is the season where like. Derby were very, very good. It was the one chop goal. Yeah. Um, we finished eighth in the Premier Premier League, I think. Yeah. Just below Europe. Yeah. Um, I remember a few weeks ago we were sorting out like Mum was sorting out old like baby clothes once she found yes. that kit, yeah. and I was like. Why can't why can't it just be like yeah. about four sizes bigger? Yeah, I think it's hung up in your bedroom, isn't it? But I don't think it even fit the, the, the young ones now, would no. it? It's very small. Yeah, but that's yeah. like yeah. it's the best kit we've ever had. Yeah. Okay. Right. And my number one, you've already mentioned it, is the yellow away kit from yeah. for nineteen ninety two. Just really classic kit. Mm. Just uh Umbre made a lot of good kits and that was the best Derby kit yeah. for me. Yellow bit of red and blue detail on it but yeah very nice I think Umbro sort of go like I think a lot of people respect them but I feel like they sort of go like it goes Adidas Nike and then um, like yeah. people like Umbro sort of just come under but I think Umbro probably make better kits because they just literally just make football kits yeah it doesn't go because obviously that's all they concentrate on yeah I mean you do get quite a few template ones I mean last season's dark ones for example, where yeah. you feel like it's just like had to get free kits out yeah. pretty pretty quickly. But apart from them, we've had some really good kits yeah. recently under Umbre. Definitely. Right, um, you'll probably notice that there's going to be a lot of top fives in this episode. Right, um, second top five is going to be what are your top five favourite goals? Okay. Right, uh, do, you want to, do you want to start? Well, I'm going for number five. I'm going for Shane Nicholson in the FA Cup against Sheffield Wednesday. One of my favourite ever games I went to. Yep. It was a night match in the FA Cup. At the time, would you believe, Sheffield Wednesday were a really, really good team. But we went toe-to-toe with them and um, took them to a replay. Yep. Nicholson, free kick, quite, quite far out yep. and just smashed it. Actually, if we're being honest, it hit the bar, hit the keeper, Kevin Pressman, yeah, and bounced in. So I think mean, technically it wasn't in goal, but just for purposes of boiled memories, yeah, 
I've always when you're when you're a kid, you don't think about yeah. that sort of stuff. But we we did bump into him at Wembley, and we we did speak about it, and yeah. obviously had a little bit of a laugh about it. You know, obviously maybe in an own goal, but yeah, good. Yeah, good. Uh, number five for me is also going to be a free kick goal. It's going to be Rooney's free kick versus Stoke. Yeah. Now I remember Rooney. Well, no, I think what I think what happened was this. The year before, it was like September time. No, it was transfer window time. Yeah, we signed Rooney, didn't we? And we couldn't start playing until January. Yeah, and he'd like been playing for DC United. I walked round to Mama's house, yeah. and she had Jeff Stelling on. And she said to me, like, Alfie, uh, Derby have signed Rooney. I was like, no, no, they haven't, surely not. Because at this time, like, Rooney was the yeah. Rooney was the, the, um, the thing. And then he said, she said, like, oh, we won't be able to play till January. So we were waiting and waiting yeah. for, like, forever. And then plays in January, plays Stoke, scores his free kick, and it's just, like, the crowd goes mental. Yeah. I mean, it's mine before as well, so I know jumping here yeah. as well. I remember it, it came on the news, it was said at San Rooney. And I must admit, it's exciting, but the long way it dragged on, we've not been able to start till January 4th. I kind of wish it would just go away, you know what I mean? Mm. It's starting to be, it was starting to become bigger than the club. The story about really yeah. like the derby and stuff, and you know, you're thinking it's it's perhaps like something we don't really need. Yeah. But as it as it got closer and closer and closer, you're thinking actually next week Wayne Rooney's going to play for Derby yeah. County, and we went. I think it was January second he made his debut, and I remember driving down to Derby in the car, Wayne Derby on. And it said Wayne Rooney started tonight as captain, and he just got the buzz yeah. about Wayne Rooney playing for Derby. And first few games, he was really good. Mm. And then obviously, he went to the Stoke on a Friday night. Yeah. 4 um, 0. And yeah, I've got it from our fourth goal, just a perfect free kick. And all felt right in the world. Yeah, definitely. Still, it still shocks me that Derby signed Rooney, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, number four for me is going to be a group of goals. So it's going to be any of the goals Derby scored when we played Leeds in the second leg yes. of the playoff final in 2018-19. Because, yeah. to be honest, that we shouldn't have won, we should not have won that game. Yeah. Yeah. Leeds had stuffed us every single time we played him. Yeah. Like whether it was Pride Park or whether it was at Ellen Road. Yeah, up around they were a better team than us. Every time yeah. they stuffed us. Yeah. And then there's that one night. Was it when I can't remember when it was. I can't picture what date but it's on in it's on on the tv you've got my little brother yeah who's like just just like recently born. been been I, born i was i think it over celebrated one of the goals and woke him up and it was like yeah don't you dare wake him up again so i'm sat there as all these goals going in with Albie sat with me just not daring just <laughs> like literally like sat there just trying to be as quiet as i can which is literally impossible. Yeah, it's honest. Honestly, I still sometimes just watch that yeah, game back yeah. because it's like probably my, it's one of my favourite memories. Was, of I it. think it's a one derby game. Yeah, I wish I could have been at. Yeah, but I mean, it was even just watching it on TV at home was amazing. Yeah, just like such such a buzz. I've got that as my number. I've got the Marriott goal, the Marriott second one where yeah. Kia brought it up. And it just sort of like the one-two with Keo to Marriott and, and, and it went and it was just like, we've done it. We've, yeah. we've, beat, we've beat Leeds who, you know, bit of a bonus. We're going team. to Wembley. We're going to Wembley, you know. And it was, again, everything was right with the world. Yeah. Unfortunately, it all changed into it. Yeah. <laughs> That's football though, isn't it? Uh, number three for me is going to be one chops goal versus Man United. Now, this is the only goal on my list that I didn't actually see, but... Like, you can't really no, talk about no. derby goals and not include this because no, no. this is like the yeah. derby goal. Yeah. It's, uh, I imagine you'll have this on your list at yeah, some yeah. point. Yes. Don't know where, but it is on my list. Then, yeah, obviously. Again, it's just a it's just a game that like we shouldn't we shouldn't win. No. Like we shouldn't score against Man United, no. and then one shot just literally takes it through. All these all-star yeah. players and just puts it in the back yeah. of the net, like yeah, iconic. Yeah, yeah. I think Alec Dyer is one of my best celebrations as well. I've been yeah. the other week. Yeah. What's your number three? Well, number three was the the Marriott 
against Leeds. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. 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 Alright, should we move on to number two then? Number two, I've gone for Paul Goddard against Everton. Yep. Yeah, I think I shared with you on what's that the other day. It's just a beautiful. It was, Goddard was a really classy player. You know, sort of like, you think of that team, you think of like Shorten, Saunders, right? But Goddard was was a player who, if he played well, Dyer played well. Yeah. And it's just a classy, the ball sort of, at the edge of the area, just chipped. Um, well, it would have been Neville Southall for Everton. He was one of the best yeah. goalkeepers around. He just just, chip, just chipped it. Really classy goal. Mm. And one of my, well, the second favourite for Derby. Yeah. Derby, Derby goal. Uh, number two for me is going to be Mason Bennett's overhead kick. I think it's against Wigan. Yeah. It's. Uh, I still remember it because, I'm going to be honest, not the biggest fan of Mason Bennett not anymore. anymore. No, no, because uh, he said some uh, shrewd things about yeah, Derby yeah. after he left. Yeah. But that those few seasons when he was playing for us, I absolutely adored. Well, we gave him played. chance after chance, and you know he'd. And obviously Lampard really brought into him, didn't yeah. he? Like, you know, in fact, played him in the playoff final yeah. know, with Waghorn and Mario, you know, which we still talk about this day. So, you know, he had a decent season. Yeah. But then that goal was like probably the pinnacle of his derby career, really. Yeah, overhead kick. Yeah. It's just, I still remember, because we were there to watch it and we had a perfect view in the south stand. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like magical. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. magical. Yeah. All right. What's your prestigious number one? Well, we've already talked about it. It's the one-shot goal. Yeah. Just incredible. Just like, it's one of them moments of football I can just watch over and over again. Just this lolloping run that he had and just sort of like, just so calm. He took it around all the Man United players, slid it into the goal and then just sort of peeled away, celebrating like, here I am, you know. And you, you'll see, you'll see like on, on Twitter and stuff and we're like, what's the best Premier League goal of all time? And I always make sure I put on, don't forget the one-shot goal against Man United. Because, yeah. yeah, talk about announcing yourself on, on the scene. Really good. And to beat Man United as well. Yeah. You know, it was a much-needed win. I mean, I think in the end, we did stay up quite comfortably in the end that season. But obviously, you know, first season up in, up in the top flight, it wasn't easy for us. Mm. But, you know, games like that are what sort of do, do, do it for you. Yeah. Uh, number one for me, I feel like I talked about it in the first episode, but it's um, Christian Bielik. Yeah. So it's his overhead kick. So this is like right in the middle of when Derby were like looking like they were going to go extinct. Like we yeah, wouldn't, we, we wouldn't the, have. We done the war coming that day. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have a club. No. So we did this um, march. Yeah. Um, which was just even if like we didn't win, like the march. Yeah. We didn't. We, well, we didn't win. Even if like we didn't come back into it, the march would have made that day yeah, yeah. amazing anyway. Yeah. So sat in the north stand. Um, we're losing two 0 in the second half, and then I remember quite late on, Luke Plange scores from a set piece, and then ninety like it's it's in like the final few yeah. minutes like down a few seconds. No end of time answer come yeah. on. Come back on the sub street and pretty much first touch. Yes, and then he scores his overhead kick and then just go absolutely mental. Yeah. Like yeah. um the north stand is like obviously the family stand, but yeah. I can't lie there was some <laughs> what's it, some, language. Yeah, some choice language actually, wasn't it's it was just honestly it's just it's one of them like magical football moments when yeah. you're just like dark like it felt fo- like a win it was a yeah. draw at the end of the day it was a draw but it, it really did feel like yeah. a win like yeah. we, we celebrated like we won the league yeah but yeah. if anything it gave us one point yeah which you know in the end wasn't enough but it was still a magical moment yeah. nonetheless yep right okay moving on again right this is going to be the top five good memories from yes. Derby. Now, I imagine you might have a few yeah. more than me. Yeah, it's difficult, <laughs> difficult to sort of narrow it down to five. Yeah. But um, I'll do my best. So I'll probably go in, in I'm going to go in like age, rather than one to five, I'm going like an age order yeah. rather than my favourite. But so the initial original memory, although I'd already been to Derby a couple of seasons now, 
we're in, we're in the top flight and we play Liverpool on a Wednesday night and Liverpool really good go yeah. for the league and Derby you know it's the season when they're you know got a, a decent team but we again took it to Liverpool and won all which was you yeah. know I think it might have been the first night game I went to now the baseball ground was just a magical place yeah but particularly night matches under the floodlights and going with my dad to see Derby playing at Liverpool my heroes as well really yeah. being realistic speaking um, it was a really evenly matched game and yeah and Mickey Forsyth another Forsyth who played yeah. for Derby he scored and he was just like whoa this is like amazing but yeah that was so yeah yeah the baseball ground is one place that I wish yeah. I could have gone to but obviously I think it's been a place that for Derby fans especially Derby who went yeah they loved it but I'd imagine Having been to some away game myself, yeah. you might have not been a dive fan. You might think, well, this is a bit of a... Oh, you know, yeah. You know. I've, I've heard horror stories about yeah. the pitch. Yeah, the yeah. pitch. And, you know, it was uh, it was old-fashioned, but it was, yeah. it was at home. You know, it yeah. was great. Yeah. Uh, number five for me is going to be... Probably a great moment for me. Might not be a great moment for you. Um, so I can't remember. I can't remember what the context... Can't even remember what game we were at, but um, obviously people go to the football, get get a little bit uh, drunk. Yes. And there was this these like couple of lads in front of us, and obviously I'm about ten, eleven yeah. at this point. So we're just watching the football, and this guy stands on the seat, and he falls off, and he like falls onto me. So I'm going to hold him up as like a ten, eleven year old. And my dad just goes like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm thinking, oh, bloody hell, dad's going to have a scrap. <laughs> um, yeah, my me, 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 me dad tends to definitely came into play there. Yeah. As, as anyone who knows me, I'm not the most um, violent people, but I was I was not happy at that moment. No. And I'd like, you get get your hands off my lad there, sir. Yeah. Yeah, sort of thing. And uh, I think a bit sheepishly sort of rubbed himself down. And uh, <laughs> I think he was a bit quiet after that. Yeah, definitely a bit quieter. Alright, what's your number four? I'm going to go, again, another night match at the baseball grounds. It was the Sheffield Wednesday match. Yeah. Like I say, they were a really good team at the time. Um, we were doing, we had a, a decent team as well. And it, it felt like we were, we were going for promotion. But it felt like you were testing yourself out. And we took them um, free all when the Wednesday night at the baseball ground on the floodlights. Some great goals. And unfortunately... In the replay, it wasn't to be, but yeah, that was a that was another yeah. particularly good memory for me. Yes, uh, number four for me is going to be a match against Hull City when we absolutely battered him, yeah. and that would have been perfect anyway. Yeah. But um, we're coming home uh, in the car, and then I get a message from my mum on our little WhatsApp group. And she's taking a picture, and I, man, I got on telly. Yeah, literally, um, when they have the, the clip, uh, don't yeah, like, the, between the breaks, it said yeah. like Derby bouncing, and it was literally a picture, a video of you bouncing up and down. Yeah, every big uh, hall, quite convincing that night. Mm. I'm going to jump forward quite a lot now, and I'm going to say, starting to take you to football. Now we took you quite a few times when you, you probably were. You were very young and I don't really think you knew what was going on and stuff. But then we went to see um, Villa. Yes. And we sat in the south, well, we stood in the south sand and it was a very frustrating game. And about eight to nine minutes in, I'm sure it was nil-nil, and he picked up a bottle of Sprite and he just chucked it on the floor. And you're like, for God's sake, Dad, if we don't shoot, we're never going to score. Mm-hmm. And I thought that moment then, I think, I think Alfie know what's going on there. I think we've got a football fan here, and that was a, a really good moment. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> um, number three for me is going to be the first game we went to after COVID. Yeah, yeah. So, it was against, yeah. it, it was the first match that we went to. Me, this is my number two, this was. Yeah. Um, so we're playing Forest. Yeah, I don't think we. Were, I think it was like a late decision. Wanted to go. So yeah. Should we, we all go? Now. Well, I think it was just after because from like twenty 
20, I think I went off of, off football a little bit. Yeah. And then after the Euros, I was literally went that football mad again. Yeah. And then I saw that Derby were playing Forest, and I was literally like, can we please go? Can we yeah. go and watch Forest? Yeah. Can we go watch Forest? And then they said, and then we agreed. Yeah. Went and sat in the South Stand, and it's just like, you know, Derby versus Forest, it's just a... Yeah. A brilliant, yeah. brilliant game. I mean, this is this is my number two. I, I remember it obviously at the time it was lockdown had finished and we're starting to let fans back into yeah. the grounds. And you'd see all his accounts saying, "Oh, you know, I was so emotional and stuff," and it was such a, a moment going back to seeing football in a, in, a, in a packed stadium. I thought, "Oh, come on, what are you on about? You know, it's not that good, really. You know, you're not, you know." Anyway, I remember we were slightly late and we walked in as we. Singing Steve Bloomer, and you just looked out, and it's just a sea of white and black. And obviously, you see the forest players, I was like, and all of a sudden, you got pin that you got like shivers going down in your head, and thinking, Actually, I see what you mean here. This yeah. is amazing, this is, yeah, and it's really you know, a decent game, yeah, more atmosphere than anything, yeah, really, definitely. Always is with Forest and Derby, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's sort of like the middle child when it comes to like rivalries. Like you got your Manchester derbies, you got your North London derbies, yeah. Like your um, Merseyside derbies. I think like that with what's it, just underneath that, like the East Midlands derby. I still think that your 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 particular team's derby for you yourself is like the number one, isn't it? Like, yeah. I mean, it means more to you, but I know I do I do know that realistically it doesn't compete with like the Manchester derby and stuff, mm. yeah, and Merseyside derby, but. As a as a derby fan, it's Forest, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah, that's good. Although I I absolutely hate them. Yeah. I really, I, I just hate the game. I really never enjoy, apart from when we obviously won five 0 Yeah. I never really enjoy them. I, I you know I'm, I'm that tense and stuff, and <laughs> you know I'm usually fairly calm. He says watching football, but the derby Forest matches, and I think I've had a few uh, moments of. Behave yourself, Philip. Or well, I think Dad. that I think that my number one will yeah. probably show one of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's num- no, yeah, my latest memory is the Birmingham City game. Yeah, obviously we had the, we had the march, which was like you know really meaningful thing. All these thousands of people, you know, doing it for for Derby for the cause and stuff, and you all felt together. And you know, we, we probably would never choose to sit in the north stand, but it was you know. It was where we had to sit that day because tickets are a premium. But yeah, decent game, decent atmosphere. But go on, I know you wait for the excuse to tell this story again. Well, let me just say my number two first and then I'll move on to that. So my number two is going to be um, watching the Leeds game in the playoffs um, yeah. second yeah. leg. I, I think we mentioned it already, but it was just a really, really good time. I remember something actually. It's just come back to me about that. At half time, he says, "Well, we've got nothing to eat." So I said, "I'll, I'll quickly drive to the chip shop." But obviously, I've got my timings all wrong. So I got in the car and started the engine. But I listened to the half time build up in Derby, and obviously, it, it was starting again. And then Mason Mount scored, and I literally pulled over and like sat at the top of our street, going, "Yes!" In the car, not rocking the car. I've got to get home quickly for this, but yeah, yeah. such a great night that was. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Uh, right, my number one is going to be the match against Birmingham. For things that we've already said, we'll move on. Uh, Favourite thing from that game, though, is uh, at the end of the game, we've equalised 2-2, and Dad goes, right, we're going down to the bottom. I'm like, what, you the one about pitching bathing? You uh, said, no, we're just going to go down to the bottom, like where the ground is. So climbing down the seats, <laughs> climbing down the seats, and Dad loses his foot in. <laughs> so he stands on this chair and then he slips and he falls all the way down to the bottom from like the third row. I don't know how you managed it, <laughs> but it was honestly just it, like it's one of them when you fall, you feel it felt in slow motion of like thinking, what have I done here? And sort of just landed flat on my face in yeah. between. Two rows of seats before. Oh dear! Yeah. Come on, you're not as young as you used to be. <laughs> yeah, good, good time though. It was a good time. Yeah, definitely. Shall we uh, draw part one to a, uh, a nice closer? Yep. That'd be 
Perfect. Right, see you in a bit. Hello again. Welcome to part two. Now, as you notice, it's probably quite a long episode, so sorry for most of your time. I hope not, though. You've managed to get I'm this far. I'm enjoying it. I know you're yeah. going to get a little bit better than I as well. We're going to go yeah. our all-time best derby teams, aren't we? Yes. Obviously, my era is a bit longer than yours. Yeah. Well, I think, I, I think I've done a, an alright team, to be fair. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with what you've done. Yeah. Alright, I'll let you I'll let you go first. Are we just saying, like, the whole team at once, or are we just going to, like... So we go through... Yeah. We'll simply goalkeepers. Yeah. So mine was difficult. It was very close between Shilton and Poom, although an honorary mention does go to Scott Carson. Yeah. He was was very good for Derby. But just because he was my boiled hero, it's got to be Peter Shilton yeah. for me. I think I said before, like just like not being able to believe that Peter Shilton was playing for Derby. He was like my number one player at the time mm. in for Derby. And I know People probably knock him since eighty six to ninety, saying he was too old, but he was good for Derby. Yeah, he he he, he, he was still, you know, a very good goalkeeper at the time. And and I, I probably do sound like I'm talking through rose tinted glasses, but no, Shilton at Derby, yeah. he he could still do it. Yeah, uh, my goalkeeper is going to be you already mentioned him, Scott Carsten. Yeah. I, I think it it was just the goalkeeper. From when I he first started quality. watching football, yeah. and he he was quality. Yeah, he was just like he was iconic. Yeah, really. I kind of wish that you know what happened. He, I don't know if he fell out of favour. Well, fell out with Lampard or Lampard preferred Ruse because yeah. perhaps he could pass the ball a bit better. I don't know, but you know it always felt a bit sour. Yeah, the way that ended, sort of thing. Yeah, def- definitely my derby goalkeeper. Yeah, no, nope, I can go with that. All right. Who's your left back? My left back is Chris Powell. Now he was just fantastic for Derby. Jimmy Smith had a knack of, I wouldn't say unknown players, but sort of like you know he'd he'd he'd, he'd pull out these real gems, and I think one of the the, the big gems was Chris Powell. Yeah, really really good player, and uh, Derby fans of a certain age will have memories of Chris Powell, very fond memories, and he went obviously you know he played for England. Well, the Derby went to Charlton and he was in Spaniel and Ericsson's first England squad and yeah. became England left back for a little bit, which was always quite a proud moment. Yeah. Uh, my left back is going to be Ashley Cole. Yeah. Um, briefly played for us in the Lampard season, but still, having Ashley Cole play for, I mean, yeah, he doesn't have an every day of the week, does it? No, I mean, definitely the best English left back of all time, yeah. possibly the best left back of all time, playing for Derby. And we did. You know, she saw him in a Derby shirt, and that was, you know, that was mm. good, really good. Yeah, just quality player. Yeah. To be honest, right, who's your two centre halves? Well, I've gone for my two favourite of a Derby players. I've gone for Mark Wright and Igor Stimak. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely immense players. Right. Both captains at the time used to come up with goals and stuff, mm. and, like led by example, and. My dad he always used to say Mark Wright was majestic, and I think that really summed him up. And uh, yeah, I mean Stimak, he he played football like he was, he was with a cigar in his mouth. Yeah, he was just so he was casual at times, and he used to like tear your hair out, but he was always in control. Mm-hmm. And it was very rare actually that Derby lost when Stimak was playing. Yeah, so yeah, great player Stimak. Uh, my two centre halves are going to be Curtis Davis and Richard Keogh. Yeah, now obviously Keogh. Keogh's time at Derby probably ended a bit sour. Yeah. But it, it probably started a bit sour yeah, I mean, as well. Never you know, really, yeah. A lot of fans never really forgave him for what happened at Wembley. Yeah. Which I always felt was a bit harsh, really, because I, I don't think he did much. He never put a lot of feet, feet no, wrong. The thing is, every, every player makes mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, well, I'm, I didn't watch that season because I don't think I'd started watching no. football at that point. Yeah. But... I'm sure I've heard people say that he was like ro- a rock at the back, yeah. we, and then that one mistake, yeah. like it ruins his whole season. Yeah, just because it's in like a yeah. a big final. I mean, obviously, I'd prefer it if he didn't make the mistake, but yeah. you know, yeah, it's it's a it's a mistake. We all make mistakes, yeah. but yeah. that generally 
probably the best, probably one of the best centre backs. We've been blessed with good centre backs, actually. Yeah. You know, at Derby, over, well, before my time as well, but particularly even every time I've been watching Derby, and you know, I would, I would, I'd have Keogh in that in that list and Davies as well, actually. Yeah. Curtis Davies. I've put him in there because yeah. he's just he's a brilliant centre back and he's just a proper sound guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we've met him a few times. Yeah. And he just seems like a really yeah. top bloke. Yeah. Prior to having him play for Derby, yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, who's your right back? <laughs> now, I've done a little bit of research because memory was playing tricks if he ever did play right back, but I spoke to a couple of people, uh, Birdsy, Paul Birds. Um, for one, and he, he confirmed that he did. And I've gone for Jack, Jakob Larsson. He was a, a quality defender. I think kind of maybe gets forgotten about a little bit because of Stimak, because around the same time. But no, he was a really good defender, and he did play right back. So he's my right back. Yeah, my right back is going to be Craig Forsyth. At the moment, he is the per- longest person to wear to be playing for Derby. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's just. I think. I think he's I, found his level. Yeah, I definitely. Think he always seemed to have a bit, you know, nothing wrong with him, and he always tried his put his tried hardest and stuff. But he always seemed to have a mistake in him. But having dropped down to League One, it, to me, he's, he seems to find. He level just, he, he's found his footing now, I think, and he's yeah. he's, he's he's a really good yeah full whack yeah I think yeah. I think he's he needs more praise to be honest. Yep. Um, we went to midfielders. Who is your three midfielders? Well, I've, I've actually, so I've, I've gone back in time. I've gone for a four-four-two. All right. So I've got me two central midfielders. I've got Stefano Aranio mm. and um, Asa Asanovic. Yes. Both, to be fair, both world-class players, actually, and you know summed up our time, um, that sort of era in football. Um, unfortunately, we could only play three non-EU players at the time. So Sanovic ended up having to leave because we had obviously we had Poom, yeah. Stimak and One Chop. So Sanovic couldn't really be guaranteed a place. But I think it was for that he was at Darwin for about a year in that season. He was just pure quality. Mm. Just like, you know, a Rolls Royce of a player. Yeah. Hey well, he was he was a special player I think. Yeah. He was a really special I've heard player. I've heard stories and yeah, obviously we're probably we're probably a little bit lightweight in the field, but you know, it's just my my team. Yep, it's your team, do it, you want with it. I've gone for the classic four three three. So my three midfielders are going to be Mason Mount, yep. Bradley Johnson, and Graham Shinney. Yeah. Now Mason Mount, just like looking back at it now, it's just it's mental to think that guy's worn a Derby shirt, yeah. Yeah. Like, Champions League winner, yeah. playing for England. Like he was awesome at Derby. Yeah, and I think there is a feeling that had he managed to stay fit all season, I think we probably could have gone automatically that year because I think yeah. he would have made made a difference that year. Yeah, yeah. No man was a yeah, certainly in that that season alone was certainly a very very good Derby player. Yeah, uh, Bradley Johnson. Just remember him being like really good, and he yeah yeah. I think. Probably under underappreciated as well, actually. Yeah. Because he came at the time, he came for big money. And I think the theme was it was a bit of a waste of money and stuff. And I think he always had to cut a sort of battle quite a few of the fans and stuff. But he never let Derby down. No. And I think when he left, I think he realised how much he actually missed him. Yeah. And then Graham Shinney, yeah. just a proper rock solid midfielder, to be yeah, honest. And yeah. I think we had to sell him, unfortunately. Because Make of the money away. situation, yeah. but I don't. I think he went to he like to help Derby to out. Help so, us. Yeah. It always goes down in Derby feet, Robbie. Yeah, of that as well. Definitely. Uh, who are your right and left I've midfielders? Two wingers. I've gone for Ted McMinn. Yep. We've gone for Paul Simpson. Yeah. Uh, Tin Man, Ted McMinn. He, he was just a quality player, really exciting, almost like a unique sort of battling right well we could play right and left wing to be fair but it was a you know really sort of combative midfielder winger scored some really good goals and it was a you know real big hero for a kid and Simpson Paul Simpson um, 
under half cocks, we started to spend a bit of money when Lionel Pickering took over. And he probably wasn't one of the, the I think if he probably was the cheapest one of the players we signed, but he probably was a consistently the, the best player we signed at the time. Yeah. And just a really classy winger, really. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, my two wingers are going to be Harry Wilson. Yeah. It was just amazing in the Lampard season, yeah. like, and every free, every like set piece penalty, he uh, he always just seemed to put the ball in the back of the yeah. net. I really like Wilson. Yeah. You know, uh, in fact, of the three players that came, he was he was my favourite. I know a lot a lot. Tomorrow was amazing, and I think he won Player of the, the Season. Year. Yeah. And Mount was obviously. Was Mount was amazing, but Harry Wilson's probably the most underappreciated. Wilson. We went to the Villa match when the Stuffers, but you just saw that Matt Wilson. You could see how hard he was trying. I think. Yeah. My opinion sort of changed. I thought it was a bit lightweight, but I thought, no, this guy's this guy's good. Mm. And obviously, he scored some really important goals for us. And in fact, if you ask me who, if any dog player you'd want to take a penalty, I think I would probably still say Harry Wilson. Yeah. And then my other uh, winger is going to be my favourite player ever, Johnny Russell. Yeah, yeah. First player was. I ever knew in a derby shirt, and I'll never forget him. To be honest, no, he was good. He was a bit out of the blue that he went, obviously, to the MLS, yes. but he's, he's worked out for him. I think he's, do, he's doing he's doing quite really good, well. He's doing yeah. very good there. But yeah, it was a bit a bit out of the blue that he was, oh, Johnny Russell was going to Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, Kansas City. Really out of the blue that was, but yeah, you know, good, good choice. Yeah. Right, who's your strikers? I've gone for, the came as a partnership, Dean Saunders and Paul Goddard. I've already spoke about Paul Goddard, but I would say the best strike partnership in my... It was close, you know, uh, Phil G and probably Davison as well going back even further, but Saunders was phenomenal. Yeah. He really phenomenal player for Derby. And like I say, Goddard, he made Derby tick. If he played well, Derby played well. Yeah. And I think I've mentioned this before, but still the most disappointed I've ever been when a Derby player left. He left to go to Millwall and it still to this day breaks. I thought he was doing so well for Derby. And I think we promised if a London club came in for him, he could go. He could yeah. go back to London. So, you know, it was always understandable, but that didn't make it uh, any easier to yeah. to swallow for a, a young lad at the time. Um, my striker is going to be Martin Wagon. Yeah. Now, it, this was close between Wagon and Marriott. I think Marriott was probably my favourite player during the Lampard season yeah. because he just seemed to score whenever you needed him to score. Yeah. But I think Wagon just it's gets above to, him because yeah. of the fact that he's moved back to us. Yeah, longevity as well. Yeah. The summit not with Marriott, it was great, but something didn't quite ring true with him. I don't know yeah. if, it, if it was an attitude or training or what, but yeah. he never really became like that third. He was always like someone who'd come off the bench, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, than like a star. So I mean, he did score a lot of goals for us, but, you know, it never really, I don't know, something not quite right. Yeah. It? And obviously, since he's left Arby, he's not done much as he since he no. left. So, no. But yeah, good good teams. Thank you, thank you, you too. All right, we're gonna do a bit of a um... bit of foot funny, isn't it? Obviously, we've, yeah. We've been quite self indulgent with Arby County stuff, but we thought we know some of our fan from our listeners support our rivals, so we thought we'd try and pick a player from five of our rivals who we wish would. Or could have played for Derby at some point. Yeah. Alright, for Forrest, yeah. who are our bitterest rivals, yeah. there's one player who sticks out yeah. to me, and it's uh, Brennan Johnson. Yeah. He was a really good player. You know, sort of love to hate sort of player, but just quietly really admired him. Yeah. He seemed to, he, he seemed to score a few times against us yeah. and stuff, but he was he was quality. Gen- yeah, genuinely, I think. He's probably one of the only Forest players who I'd look at and think I really enjoy watching you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, who's your? Is yours, Brennan Johnson? I'll, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna risk a lot of abuse here, because I think he's possibly Derby's most hated ever rival player, but he was really good, and I really wish at some point he had played for Derby rather than Forest, and it's Stan Collymore. Yeah. Now. Like I say, is they still sing a song about him now, and Derby fans really don't like him. But I remember seeing him at the baseball ground, 
I'm thinking this guy's a bit specialist yeah. for me, it's really. So yeah, unfortunately, risking pelters, it's don't claim all for me. Fair enough. Uh, Leeds, who I don't know if I'd consider them that much of a rival, but after that, um. I think dating back to the seventies, there were right, really big, really big rivals, yeah. and it sort of petered out a little bit, and then sort of met a few times. We were both in the Premier League, but then recently, while we we're both in the Championship, it seemed to really, yeah. really. It's definitely again. bitter, but I feel like since they're in the Prem, I feel like yeah. it's it's levelled out for me a yeah. bit. But yeah. you never know. If we, if we get if we get back into the Championship and they stay down, you never know. It, it got a bit. Rivalry. It got a bit. It was a bit tiresome in the end. Yeah. You know, it was that sort of nasty rivalry and stuff between us at that time. I was kind of glad we were not in the same division, actually, yeah. in the end. Um, difficult because there's, you know, a lot of great players for Leeds. Yeah. I'd have to say Ray Ferdinand. Mm. My favourite defender pretty much of all time. And, you know, you, you would just love to, when there's players of that quality, you would just love to see him play for Derby. Yeah. Uh, I went for Calvin Phillips. Yeah. Um, just honestly, quality quality player. Yeah, he's not working out from at least uh, sorry at Man City, is it? No. And I hope he can get a move away. Yeah. In January to. He needs, he needs for he needs, he needs first, first team, team football. football. It's, you know, it's not working out for him, and I feel sorry for him really because yeah. it's probably like almost not ruining his reputation, but spoiling a little bit. Yeah. Said that he's you know people are always just. Happy to sit and take the money, sat on the bench at City, but no, I, I, I can get on board with that. Yeah, he's a move away. Um, right, so these probably aren't considered rivals to other Derby fans, but we we don't really like them, it's, but it's Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's going to be Troy Deeney. Yeah, I, I, that's a good shot, actually. I would have been, he'd have, um, he'd have got some goals for Derby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just... I, yeah, it's it's one of the best. I know he didn't play for Birmingham at this point. He played for Watford, but I'm counting. I'm counting it. Yeah. Um. The his hog dealing. Yeah. Honestly, the I, I think that might top the Aguero moment for me. I think that they them two are on par. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Dini might even top. Yeah. The Aguero, but I know that's a big statement. Yeah. I think you need to get up on 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 a reel actually that, yeah. that goal because you do like to talk about it often. Yeah. Uh, my Birmingham player is hero of the more talk about football podcast, and we have started to say potentially at the moment the best player in the world at the moment is G Bellingham. Mm. Just like, just amazing. I just cannot he's, get over how good that he is. That, that he is. is the best player yeah. in the world yeah. at the moment. Just like, unbelievable. At twenty years old. Yeah. Running things. So yeah. I would love to see him play for obviously would love to see him yeah. play for Derby. Definitely. Um Leicester. Leicester, I've gone for Jamie Vardy. Yeah, I've gone for Vardy as well. But I could have again quite a wide net with Leicester. But I just feel at the time that Vardy was the height of his powers, we've been in the championship. Yeah. And I just felt like had we had Vardy, his goals, yeah. You you could see Derby getting up with Vardy's goals. So practically speaking, it would be Jamie Vardy. He's just He's just a wind-up and I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I imagine that if he played us, I might not say the same thing, but I just... He's a... He's a he's a kid who made big yeah. because he was good at football. Yeah. He's, he's Drinks still... Red Bull in a day, you know, during the game and stuff. And, yeah. you know... Yeah. Real shame what happened with England, really, because I yeah. understand, you know, he's obviously he was always in under that hurricane's shadow, but I always felt like he could have done a job you know, I'm sure at Euro 2016 he scored a few goals. Yeah, he did. He did. He, he did a lot for England, but yeah. you know, obviously it was it was always going to be Harry Kane got got the yeah. first pick and stuff. And I think right, so I'm, I'm fed up with going to England squads and not getting picked. So obviously he retired from international football, but I always thought he could still do a job. Yeah, obviously not now, but you know, like you know, bringing in a World Cup, bringing him on for like the last 20 minutes. Yeah, no one's gonna like that, are they? No. And then finally, we've got everyone's rivals, and it's Millwall. Yeah, I think we've both gone for the same player here, Yeah. We? See, I've only gone for this player who's a bit out of my like time watching football, because from my time watching football, Millwall haven't had any, really any standout players. No. 
and a lot of them have already played for Derby. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't do that. That's cheating. Yeah. So we've both gone for Teddy Sheringham. Teddy Sheringham, yeah, just a real quality player. Again, Rolls Royce of a footballer. He just really, really good player. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was a bit of fun. Yep. Yeah. Right, I'll I'll let you do the honours because I know you've been wanting to do this for, no, no, for ages. No, 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 no. So that brings to the end our Derby County chat. But I thought we'd just better um, keep you all updated on the. Um, FPL League, top six. Yeah. You'll you'll know you'll know why I wants to do this in a sec. No, no, you you got me all wrong. So in sixth place, um, the early season pace setter Charlie Vardy, bird is a word, four hundred sixty nine points. In fifth place is myself with four hundred seventy six points. But you didn't know that. No, I didn't realise that. Place four, um, my boy came from work. We've had a few rivalries in the past at work with FPL. Um, four seven nine, Sabos lads. I like that name. Yeah. He's a an unsung hero this year. Um, in third place, Red Kent, Paul Burrs, four eighty six points. And then um, flying with that Ings, Gareth Sharp, five hundred points. I think him and number one Dominic Dominic Rovers, Dominic Parker, five five. They seem to be. Changing each week, first and second, um, but obviously we're international break now. I think we're both wild card. Wild card, and I'm still um and ah, but I think I might do it. I yeah. did have a little look yesterday actually, and I and I got a team. I think I had Salah, Harland, Alvarez, Madison, and Son. And it didn't look that bad, mm. but I think that's, I think that's a little bit crazy. Yeah, but I don't know. I might I might still I might still do that. Why not? We'll see. <laughs> yeah, right. so I you've uh, not been bored with the Derby County talk. We've enjoyed doing that. Yeah. Normal service will resume no in two weeks' time. It's a bit ironic that this is the uh, the longest episode that we've done. Yeah. Talking about Derby. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Games and game. Games and game. <laughs> All right. Well, see you next episode, which will be in two weeks. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Bye.